Blog Talk Radio. I want to ask you a question, and that is, what is in your life's blueprint? This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go, 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 go. Over 24 million people that are going to lose health insurance. You can't continue to play with people's emotions like this, okay? Politics may be a game to you because you're in Washington, but it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. Again, I refer back to a civilized society where no one, not even the President of the United States, is above the law. However, Trump has a blatant disregard for the law, and he only likes it when he stands to benefit from it. How selfish, 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 selfish. You're now listening to The Provocation. You're now listening to The Provocation. Real people, real conversations. Real people, real conversations. You ready? You ready? Let's go. Yes, sir. Oh, we back at it once again. Feels like it's been a minute. But you know, it is what it is. Hope everybody enjoyed their day today. In case you didn't know, you're listening to The Provocation, Real People, Real Conversations. My name is Ron. I'm one half of the dynamic duo. And as always, I got my boy with me. Oh, maybe experiencing technical difficulties. Hold on for a second. Get a little time for my co-host to step in But today Is April 24th, 2019 Hope everybody's enjoying their day Hope everybody got a chance to enjoy the weather Um, I'm just sitting back cooling Let me check on my co-host one more time Just sitting back cooling Oh, man. We're going to get it right, y'all. I promise. We're going to hold it down. But hope everybody's enjoying the day. Today is April 24th, 2019. Hope everybody had a good Easter. Got a chance to hang out with your family, eat some good food. Hopefully have some good conversations. Pretty excited. We know tomorrow we got the NFL draft coming. So I'm excited about that. As you probably already know from listening to the show, you know, we're some Giants fans. So, uh, hey, Ron, wondering you hear what me? the Giants are going to do. Hey, what's up, man? I was holding it down for you. Hey, I'm sorry, man. I thought I was on. And some, for some reason, it looked like I had gotten disconnected. Yeah, yeah, it's all good, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll hold cool, it down cool. for you and get back on. Okay, thank <laughs> but, you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Oh, look, real quick, though, because I didn't, I didn't get a chance to say your part, but, you know, any thoughts? I, I'm going to let you go ahead and break it down. Okay, so you want me to uh, go into my little spill, huh? Okay, yeah, I'm Ronald L. Felton, the father and son tag team. The views on this podcast are clearly the views of my son and myself and not of any organization that either of us may be affiliated with. With that being said, we welcome you to episode 87 and season three of The Provocation. Yes, indeed. Like we always say about this time, if you listen to live, we appreciate the love. If you listen to the archive, we appreciate that too. We got all the pleasantries out the way already. Uh, okay. Before you jump in, man, I was just telling I'm kind of excited because uh, tomorrow 
We got the NFL draft, the first round at least. So I'm curious to okay. see what my Giants are going to do, you know? Uh-huh. Currently, we have two picks in the first round, the number six and the number 17. A lot of speculation about, you know, them possibly drafting the quarterback. I don't think they'll do it with the number six. If anything, <clears> they'll <throat> probably be the 17th pick. Mm-hmm. With the number six, I think we'll get a stud defensive player because I think we need that. And um, there's still some whispers going around as to uh, whether the Giants may may still be talking to the Arizona Cardinals about trading for their quarterback. Because I don't know if mm-hmm. I broke it down to you before. So Arizona drafted a quarterback last year named Josh mm-hmm. Rosen, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he's a rookie. He had an up-and-down year. But they ended up firing their head coach. So they brought a new coach in. They got the first pick of the draft. Most times, a coach wants to have his own quarterback for his city. Right. There's a guy named Kyler Murray that seems to fit his system that most people think the Arizona Cardinals are going to take with the first pick. So, you know, it really doesn't make sense to have pretty much two rookie quarterbacks on the same team. Mm-hmm. Maybe cause a little conflict. It'll be healthy competition, but at the same time, you know, they, they both came in with the mentality that they were next in line to take the reins. So right. I think what right. Arizona would end up doing, if in fact they do take Kyler Murray with the first pick, they're going to be looking to trade Josh Rosen. Now, you know, there's been some, some, uh, some news articles out there, some speculation that um, the Giants, the Redskins, and I think one other team may have been talking to Arizona about uh, – if Josh Rosen is available. And uh, from what I've been hearing today, Washington has dropped out of that. And the word is that they're looking at trying to jump within the first five picks to select the quarterback that they want. So that really just leads okay. to conversations, you know, as far as between the, the Cardinals and the Giants moving forward as to whether they'll be trading Josh Rosen. Now, personally, uh, okay. Personally, I think it'll be a good move because he's a good quarterback. He can come in for a year. He can learn underneath Eli, and then possibly take the reins after that. Plus, you get him for the next three years on a pretty affordable contract. Okay. His bonus has already been his bonus has already been paid by his former team, so you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Also, depending on what you give up, you know. Excuse my wife in the background. You know what I mean? <laughs> she over here joking me because I'm feeling real cool today, man. Not to go off Uh-oh. subject, but I got mm-hmm. my sun, I got my sunglasses on right now doing the show. That's how I'm feeling Uh-oh. right now, man. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I think rather than come in and just say how much she's admiring the way I look right now, she wanted to joke me. <laughs> but I know what she's really thinking, though. But anyway, back to what mm-hmm. I was saying. I think if they do end up trading for Josh Rosen, they'll probably end up giving, like, maybe a second or a third-round pick this year, which I wouldn't have a problem with because that means you can use your, your first two picks in the first round to fill some holes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you, at the same time, you get your quarterback possible for the future. Right. You know I mean? on, a, on a very affordable contract. So I'm curious to see what happens. I'm excited about the draft tomorrow. Um, I look forward to it. Hopefully, work goes by fast tomorrow, so it's not dragging on. And uh, we'll see what the Giants are going to do. But uh, okay. that's really about it, man. What's, what's going on on your side, man? Oh, man, not much going on today, man. Well, the night is a really a pretty nice day. I uh, went and had my uh, wellness examination for the doctor's office, and everything appeared to be pretty much okay and everything. Other than that, man, like I said, the weather is nice. It's a, it's a very nice day. And just basically in, enjoying the weather and enjoying the beautiful weather, the beautiful day. That's what's up, man. Yeah, the weather yep. is beautiful. Down here, actually, it's about 81 degrees. Okay. You know, I ain't mad at that. I hear you. Janelle over here freaking, my wife over here freaking out because it's a bug <laughs> up here. Uh, so we got a lot going on today, I, man. I know my my daughter in law is not scared of bugs. Yeah, man, she's terrified of bugs, man. Oh my goodness. 
So what else you got going on? Yeah, technical difficulties. I'm doing the yeah. show in my state. My wife choking me. She's jumping around, dodging spiders and stuff, man. You know. Uh huh. That's what happens, you know. This happens when you do a low budget show. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. hear you. I hear you. At the end of the day, we have a fun though, so it's all good. That's all that matters. That's correct. So, what is there to talk about? A lot going on in the world, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, let's jump into this real quick, man. So, apparently, I think we up to about a thousand different candidates that plan on running for president on the Democratic <laughs> side. Oh, hell no! <laughs> uh-huh. And you know, although although I do appreciate, you know, wanting to be that person who could push the country in the right direction, I appreciate that. But it, I mean, it got to be somewhere in the back of some of these people's minds where they know they really don't have a chance mm-hmm. at winning this nomination. You know what I mean? Right. So, knowing that, why even muddy the waters? Just like, just just do what you can do in your area to support whatever candidate ends up getting a nomination. I don't. There's like twenty different people running for president right now on the Democrat mm-hmm. side. Maybe I think it's more than that. I think it's maybe more than that right now, right? It's, but, it's at least, I say, yeah, at least about, yeah, 20, 20 yeah. But you, well, look at this, let's, let's think about that. Out of out of 20-some people, there's really only like a top five with recognition that you think would have a possibility of winning the presidency. You got uh, a Joe Biden. You got uh, Kamala Harris. You got Bernie Sanders. I think you have out of nowhere. I think you got a, a Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. And um, I mean, I don't know. Who do you say after that? Do you, do you, do you think Cory Booker has a chance? Personally, I don't. Uh, yeah, Cory. You, know I mean? you have uh, one of uh, uh, was it uh, Castro? One of the Castro brothers. Yeah. And you, you know, have got, yeah. go ahead. You got uh, what's the what's the lady uh, Yeah, Klobuchar, Amy Klobuchar. You got Amy Elizabeth Klobuchar. Warren, and Elizabeth you got uh, you got uh, Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, Pete Buttigieg. You got uh, uh, Beto O'Rourke, and yeah. you have uh, you have also you have uh, Eric Swalwell. Okay, yeah. He's one of the latest, one one of the few within the last two weeks or so to join the uh, to join the field. And uh, there's still others out there. Um, and then, like you just said about Joe Biden, he's supposed to. I think he delayed his announcement uh, maybe by a day or so because he was supposed to be coming out. It, maybe it was possibly today. Yeah. So, so yeah, you got quite a few. Um, but you know what? The way I look at it, Ron, the way I look at it, yeah. for a lot of people, a lot of those people that you see that are running, uh, it is good that the feel that they feel comfortable feeling that they stand as good a shot as anyone else. And uh and so therefore uh they they jumped into the race and so forth. Uh but I think some of those people are gonna start peeling off because you know as you run for that office there's a great deal of scrutiny. well there should be. In the past it always has been a great deal of scrutiny that comes with it. But what 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 some of those what what some have seen as an example of the 2016 election is that sometimes uh, you can survive the negative 
press that might might come out about you. Whereas in the past, if you had the slightest blemish on your record, it pretty much up upended your chances. That doesn't appear to be a disqualifying factor any longer. Now, how ridiculous uh, they will allow it to get where people have a whole bunch of baggage. That's another story. Right. So here's my thing, man. I um, It's like you got to have a certain type of it factor, in my opinion, to start to get that name recognition where people are like, you know what? I can possibly see this person winning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think in some cases, that's evident before you even throw your name into the ring. Like, let's, mm-hmm. let's use uh, Beto Rock for, for, uh, for example, okay? Mm-hmm. Based, based on his performance during the uh, midterm elections and the type of uh, recognition he got, you were like, you know what? If he were to jump in the race, you might have a chance. So it, it's, mm-hmm. that's, that's logical for me. To me, for him to throw his name in, in the ring because you know, the support he got when he was running during his midterm makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Joe, Joe, Joe Biden. You know, I mean, you know what you're getting. You know the type of man he is. So right off of that alone, you know, you know he already had a chance um, at winning the presidency. Because mm-hmm. we loved him, we loved him just as much as we loved Obama during those years, you know. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense to me. Uh, who else? Bernie Sanders. I mean, that's obvious. Yep. The type of yeah. support, the type of support he got during the 2016 <clears throat> presidential election, and the 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 type of uh, mind frame that the country is still in. That makes absolute sense why he would try to run again. I mean, Bernie's still probably the most popular um, politician in the country right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so that makes sense. Um, and then you got your outliers that that just that just jumped in based off performance. Like I seen what Kamala Harris was doing. You know, during you know when the Republicans had control of the House and Senate. You know, you see her mm-hmm. performance in these hearings and the way she questioned and, you know, the way she, you know, try to get these answers and stuff like that. I was like, you know what? She might be a good candidate. So that made sense to me. Another outlier, mm-hmm. Pete Buttigieg. You heard a little bit about him. There were some stories going on when he was running for mayor and stuff like that. But once he got a chance to speak and perform in front of a big stage, he captured it, and 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 mm-hmm. that was like you know what after hearing him talk, it was like you know it made sense. Now I will say the last little the little town hall they had where it was five different candidates the other night, I, I think he did okay. It wasn't his best performance that I've seen. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like some of his answers can get a little long with it, where you start to like, okay, can you get to the point? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or are you just buying time and dancing around the question. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that way about Kamala too on this last one. I felt that she danced around a couple of questions. So you know, I, as, you know, yeah. as it goes on, they'll start to drop out. But you're talking about twenty-some candidates. Like I can't, I can really only name about eight. So my thing is, I I understand wanting to be that person to push the country in the right direction. But who's telling you that you? I don't know you that you can go into this race with some type of momentum behind you. Well, we don't. We never even heard of you. I think I think that's part of the reason for some of them getting into the race run. I think they felt that this gives them that national stage to start to build that name recognition. Now there are some that really don't expect. Well, I won't say don't expect because anyone that decides to run, I would think would expect to eventually win. But I think, too, okay. I think some people do look at it as a play, as an opportunity to get the name recognition uh, that they didn't have. 
And I, I also will say a person um, that some were encouraging or looking towards to, to see if that person would run back when uh, Hillary was running in, in 2015, 2016, and that was Elizabeth Warren as a female back then. However, uh, since then, it, it's kind of like died down. However, watching, I think it was uh, Mon- uh, Monday nights, yeah, watching that, watching that town hall Monday night, I felt policy-wise, she gave the best performance in, in yeah. detail and in, in, in explaining uh, just how she would uh, go about doing certain things. So I think uh, Monday night was a winner for her. Um, I, like you said, uh, now Kamala, I think she struggled a bit. Uh, she seemed non-committal, like basically kind of like straddling defense because uh, Bernie came out with, with something that night that kind of, I think, <laughs> it might have hurt him a bit, I, to be honest with you, because yeah. Bernie said basically, I think that even if you are currently serving prison time, that you should be allowed to vote. Now, because he believes just by being a citizen, that is a right that you should be entitled to and that it shouldn't be taken from you. Uh, And then uh, Kamala said basically that she felt that it was something worth looking into. They had no problem with the person once you serve. But when you mentioned that thing, and then I think it was uh, Chris Como said to Bernie, he said, like, even the Boston uh, Marathon bomber, and, you know, right. a lot of people, man, they like, oh, no, you, I know you didn't mean that. He said, yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, so yeah. I... I, I think that, but that's where uh, Pete Buttigieg, he just came right out and said, you know, he believes in, you know, once you served your time and all of that, you paid your debt to society, yes, your rights should be restored to you, but if you're serving time, no, no. So I think that might be something that starts to kind of get people to peel off a little bit, uh, maybe from Bernie. We'll, we'll see just how it affects him going forward, though. Yeah, that was um I think that was a bad move by Bernie. I think that's that's um if in fact he became the nominee, I think the Republicans would jump all over that and you'll hear that on every single commercial. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yep. Cause um although I do agree that, you know, once you serve your time you get out, you should have your voting rights restored, you know, while you're in there, at the end of the day you're in prison for a reason. You know, you it's a, you know, you you're gonna lose some privileges and I think Oh, that's a privilege that you're going to just have to lose at the time. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, but I guess, my, I guess my thing is this, man. You'll start to see people dropping off uh, one by one as we get closer to the election. I just think that it kind of pollutes the waters, and I don't want to end up with the same stuff that happened <clears throat> on the Republican side, and you see what we ended up with. So, um, and plus, yeah, it's think, a different time. I think yeah. it's a different time. I, like, I, this, this isn't like... I didn't mean to cut you off, but this isn't like, you yeah. know, we're we're just, you know, running to see who's going to be the next president. The, the topic of the conversation is who's going to be, who's going to make sure Donald Trump isn't running for another four years. And, you know, and so people are like, listen, right off the gate, you got to come out strong because depending on how you, how you present yourself, people might write you off right away, like as if you have no chance. Well, you know, I think, I think the question that was asked, during the Republican primary when there were so many people running and when Donald Trump uh, got into the Republican primary, I think they talked about that pledge that whoever the winner of the primary is, that you will support the winner. Now, I will admit some of them were thinking that that would not be Trump. And, you know, they just wanted to make sure that he's, because that would, that would be the normal circumstances is that if 
whoever was running for that particular party, that you would basically fall in line and support that 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 candidate. Uh, and I think that's why they came out with that pledge. I think what we're looking at here, Ron, I think if 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 the if the percentage of people that disapprove of this current president, if if that is what they're if if, if, if that is what they're concerned about about the disapproval being in nearly sixty some percent, then those people among these Democratic primary candidates, regardless whether their person wins or not, those people should rally behind the eventual winner of the primary. Right. That's what I think. Well, we're going to see. We're going to see. Looks like we got a call in there. I see a uh, 404 area code. I'm going to bring you in now. Uh, thanks for calling the provocation. Please state your name and location. Yeah, what's up, man? This is Nash. What's going on, y'all? Uh-oh. Hey, sounds up, man? like what's an old time friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. What's going on, man? bro? Hey, I'm good, man. Sitting there drinking some coffee. How you brothers doing? All right. Hey, hey Nash, we started to put out an APB on you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know how it goes, man. Hours, man. Hours <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Man. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. So how you been, man? Yeah, it's been well, man. Nothing to complain about That's except, cool. you know, dealing with these crazy people that we've tried to normalize as if this yeah. is uh, <laughs> this is not like some kind of ridiculous spectacle we're watching. You know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah. since since I got you on the since we got you on the line, man, you know, recently they dropped the uh, the Mueller report, right? And mm-hmm. um. I don't know if you got a chance to look at it, but I kind of skimmed through it myself. Um, and I guess I got I got two observations that kind of like blow my mind at this moment. Actually, you know, one doesn't really blow my mind because I kind of expected it. But the second one does a little bit. So first off, based off what was in the report and the way Mueller broke it down as far as there being like 10 different instances where this – this president basically obstructed justice. You know what I mean? I've been kind of upset because I think this is what everybody was waiting for. So then they can come out and say either, yeah, he's, you know, nothing's wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. Like, you know what? Now we have to prove. So then we need to move forward and do what we need to do. I'm just surprised that based on what's in the report, I can't really say I'm surprised, but I'm a little upset. I'll just say that. The way the Republicans have, have been acting as if there's still nothing going on, that, that surprises mm-hmm. me. Um, mm-hmm. And the second thing is, how could, even if you were like, you know what, despite what's in there, I'm still going to ride with the president. It doesn't upset you that after this report is released, right, that this man has still not mentioned one time about the interference that Russia was trying to do during that election. It has not come out his mouth one time. All you have heard is the angry Democrats doing this. It's a false investigation. It's a winter, blah, 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 this and that. But what are we going to do about the interference in the election? Hmm. Well, that's, that's well, what I don't understand. Well, I would say this. Uh, interference uh, between world powers is a norm. So the, that part yeah. to me is not, you know, not as eyebrow raising as the rest. Uh, I, I think the biggest problem was there was an idea that Mueller was some kind of superhero who was going to come in and save the day and, mm-hmm. and fix the mistake of a terribly uninformed uh, propagandized electorate. When it's like, no, 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 no. He's an institutionalist and institutionalists do not believe in changing norms. So a guy like him, his report to him that report is a scathing, uh, detailed report of this man's criminality and unfitness for for all, and, and being unfit for the office, and it's up to Congress and everybody else to now do all of the things, get the ducks in a row, and do things by you know procedurally. But like right. to think that he was going to come in and save the day and, and take like no institutionalists 
do not believe in things like that. They believe in checks and balances. They believe in chain of command. And that was how he was going to operate no matter what from day one. Now, the Republican side, the problem becomes they created a monster in the 90s uh, after their fairness doctrine was lifted and with the idea of a ridiculous uh, base that believes all of their ideas are right and the other side is evil, wrong, and trying to destroy them. So you created basically a rabid base that you now can't control, and this guy walked in as the carnival barker uh, saying the things the way they wanted them to be said, regardless of if they're true or not, regardless of if they're possible, saying the things they want to be said. So it became, these things were like revivals when they would go and listen to this, you know, dim-witted con man uh, say the things that were on their heart. And and I think another thing that's really downplayed is they talk about him watching Fox all the time. And people say that as a detriment. It's like, no, he's trying to keep on the same wavelength as his base. So he watches the same, he ingests the same stuff that they do. So he's thinking in the same way. And and then he knows what notes to hit when he does his his rallies and everything else. Now, the Dell Party, on the the other hand, uh, they want to coast through, keep things as they are, we're just pointing at the monster and say, hey, you got to get this monster out of here, so you got to vote for us, as opposed to right. listening to the ideas that are actually popular on the left that people are rising <laughs> up for on the left. These centrist mm-hmm. uh, corporatist <laughs> dims don't want any part of that. So Pelosi and all of these people who are kind of soft-tracking everything, uh, these are right. you know these are some of the same people who been getting big money from the same donors from the Clinton days. So, you know, they got their relationships. They don't want to spoil anything. Uh, they just want someone to behave better in office. They don't talk about how bad these policies are, are or how unpopular they are. So I, I, I would say that yeah. that's like where we are right now. Uh, they're going to do everything they can to get Bernie, <laughs> Warren, and any other person talking about actual progressive policies the hell out of there so they can run a mm-hmm. dangerous neoliberal and not rock the boat. And that's that's my biggest my biggest fear, man, is that they sit there and they fall susceptible to that again, and then we end up right in the same boat for the next four years. Like they just can't they don't understand what people want. You're supposed to be the the so called party for the people, but then when you have an opportunity to grasp that, you ignore it. Because like you said, you worried about the donor. Not upset in yep. the relationships you have with well, them. Worry about the money. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, yeah. You know what dis- disturbs me the most, what irritates me the most is that I feel that I feel like okay, everybody's claiming that that uh the president from the attorney general, members of Congress, the senators, all of these people swore an oath to the Constitution, okay? And the founding fathers had foreseen a a, a event of this level of corruption and put in place a mechanism for us to be able to deal with it. I, I feel that if the evidence is there to support uh, because we've seen it, I've seen it at least in my lifetime in two other cases. One being Richard Nixon, and he resigned, uh, and then with Bill Clinton, but it fell in the Senate because a lot of what Bill Clinton was being dealt uh, addressed on was really uh, having an extramarital affair in the White House. And uh, lying about it and so forth. So, uh, and this guy just seems not seen, actually believes that the laws don't apply to him. Mm-hmm. And I feel that Congress should at least pursue the remedies that are available to Congress. And even if it ends up going to the Senate and being that the Senate majority is Republicans, it seems that they will not most likely vote to impeach him. And they said 
I've heard just today they won't vote to impeach him, basically. Right. So right. yeah. That but, but you actually get you actually get them on the record in taking that yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and exactly. I've never seen a party so worried about how the opposition will react to any of right. of, of their moves. Like all of their moves right. are so much couched in. Well, he's going to defend that and say this, or they're going to rally their base by this. Yeah, that's going to happen. Now, the only time that that would ever exist for a party is if a party was convinced that they're going to be able to swing so-called independents and some people who voted for him in the next election, and we have no evidence of that being true. Uh, More than likely, you'll get some of these people to declare themselves independent, but when it comes down to it and they go in that booth, they're going to vote for these same criminals who've been robbing them for the past 40 years. Now, you go back to the W years, these same people watched trickle-down economics not work, watched tax cuts not work, watched how an industry can destroy a whole economy when we're losing 800,000 jobs a month. And they just simply move on and act like that didn't happen, and now we're doing the same thing, which is going to lead to the same thing. And we're supposed to listen to these people as if every argument is both sides. Well, you got to hear both sides. Uh, tax cuts may be beneficial, and da, da, da. he like, no, that's not going to work. We know this, right? Right. And and, and it's, not it's, it's the de- it's the definition of insanity doing the same thing and, over and over yeah. and over again. And and Nas, I think I think that 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 following that process is battlefield that we have to die on. In other words, if the Democrats do their job and he's convicted in the Congress of impeachment, well, not convicted, but found, well, uh, indicted for impeachment, and then it goes to the Senate and they fail to do what they should do based on on what we've seen uh, Richard Nixon was confronted with uh, and, and they choose to go ahead and ignore it. Because what are you saying to to right. future presidents that come into office, whether it be Democrat or Republicans? What are you saying to our children who we're trying to say, you know, you have no one is above the law? Yeah. Right. And, and, and what are you arming a smarter demagogue with? Uh, yeah. You get lucky because the demagogue is a con man and he doesn't actually believe what he's saying to these people. So he's just worried about ripping them off. But let's say you yeah. have somebody who actually believed in this stuff but was also yeah. an astute politician and understood legislation. If you start erasing some of these norms, you may never get them back and you may get right. somebody who's capable of turning this into an authoritarian, you know what I'm saying, like nightmare. Yeah. Um, because they'd be more qualified to handle it. Now, him, for the most part, you could put legislation in front of him. That dude can't read that. He couldn't interpret no, it. No, you know no. what I'm saying? Like I said, this is a well, terrible Barker who's got a cult of personality behind him. And but, you know like, what? Yeah, no. And when you just said that, Carnival Barker, I think they show. I think Rachel showed an old clip of somebody who was named Trump, and that's exactly what this person was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm I agree. I agree. I agree fully, man. My thing is I think the Democrats are making a mistake dragging their feet on the impeachment. If you got the house, the people voted you there for a reason. Do what you're supposed to do. And if the Senate chooses you to not to vote it or impeach them, then let all their names be on record to say that everything that was outlined, everything that he's done up until this point, on top of everything that was outlined in that Mueller report about obstruction of justice and his behavior after it came out, he does not, he's not sorry at all. Or you are on record basically saying that you support every single one of those things. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, yeah. well, you think about it is that here's, here's what he... He's trying to have it both ways. In in some instances, because he had not read the report, at one point he 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 feels he's been validated because he feels he's been cleared of any conspiracy. Oh hell and then, no! <laughs> and then on the other hand, now he's calling Mueller all types of names and everything because 
they finally started seeing the coverage of the report once it had been released, and he made the fatal mistake of letting Don McGann go to being interviewed by Mueller, waving, waving executive privilege he wants to try to put the genie back in the box. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna say what's even worse. What's even worse? This, as the president of the United States, this man went out and tweeted about retaliation against the people who are investigating him. As the president, you're talking about using yeah. executive power with no basis for the investigation just to retaliate against people. Yeah, and and the other part of it is. Uh, you know, as dumb as he is, that's become a weapon as well because people underestimate him, and they also uh, give right. him the, the idea of, you know, willful ignorance because it's like, okay, he doesn't understand these laws. He doesn't know he can't say that. He doesn't know – you know, and before you know it, you're justifying him getting away with the stuff just for him being ignorant. Uh, how is that right. different from somebody doing it knowingly? You still did the act. And, and, and look, man – at a certain point, the Dems are going to have to be fighters. Otherwise, uh, that's yeah. just going to be irrelevant. Yeah. The other party has yeah. decided power is more important than anything. And when all yeah. of this stuff is over, they're going to blame yeah. everything on 45 and say, this was not our party's da 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 This is all on him. They're yeah. trying to blame it on him on his way out the door. But for now, yeah. Yeah. he's going to yeah. use him to power grab and snatch on to every right-wing crazy policy that they've ever thought of that they could possibly get past. Like the they're talking about the census right now, talking about people have to identify yeah. as citizens on the yeah. census. So it's like, if you do a census, the goal of the census is to what? Get an accurate count on population. Count, yeah, of the population, right. yeah. If you do anything to deter that, then you're not getting the right count, which means you're going to have funding issues, you're going to have uh, issues in localities because you're not going to really know your population base, and you're just – creating an incentive for people not to say anything and to continue to hide. Right. And, so it's and, just like... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, the only thing I want to get in there is what you were saying early, uh, willful ignorance. In, 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 in the cases of the average American, they tell you ignorance of the law is no excuse. But right. they readily allow it to be an excuse in the in the case of Trump. Mm-hmm. Which I that's, that's, what, that's the oddest yeah. that's the oddest yeah. thing for me to understand. Because I look at when I when I look at a person right or or the way I feel as though I can put my trust in a person is at some point in time they've showed me some type of integrity. Like they've done th- things along the way that allow me to be comfortable trusting them. And so for that, I give my trust in return, you know what I mean? Or, I, you know, whatever, but, you know, vice versa. But I look at this man's track record over his life. I'm not just talking about his presidency. I'm talking about over his life. And I think about why does he, why does he deserve this type of excuse from the law? What has he done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people will, will stand behind this man like, he, like his, everything he says is gospel. Well, what have you done to prove yourself over your life to obtain people's support like that? It's the oddest thing for me to understand. That's why instead of getting frustrated, come on the show and vent. But I, I don't think this man has shown anything <laughs> over his life that, well, look, man, that allows him the dignity of the pregnancy or that type of respect, man. Uh, well, I, I think most Americans didn't know how powerful a force racism is in America. And when you can appeal to that, uh, we all thought you could win a local election in some area that has, you know, a high right. concentration of people who are bigots, but people didn't think you could win a national one. And he proved that to be wrong. Yeah. Now, this is a particular, you know, incident because you're coming off eight years of the first black president, which shook yeah. a lot of people's, you know, identity and idea about yeah. the world and everything else. So, it, you know, this, this was a con man with the right timing. Also against a horrible candidate who is not charismatic, not good at dealing with people, and right. really bad at coming up with progressive policies. So all of those things had to be going at once. But the best comparison I can think of for him is Roger Goodell, uh, son of, of somebody wow. who was able to accomplish some things, inherited that wealth, and was able to kind of fail, fail up 
into NFL commissioner jobs. Same thing with this guy, real estate, branding, and all of that, based on the money left from his father and, you know, acting like, you know, born on third, thinks he hit a triple. But then the, the aspect that really stands out, though, is Goodell is the what? The pinata for what NFL ownership actually wants to do. So all of these things that Goodell comes out that are unpopular, that people hate, those are the ideas right. of the owners. He's just a mouth. Right. So the same thing with they him. They all they put the money terrible in ideas that the right has come up with over the decades that are not popular, that McConnell and the other, you know, criminals wouldn't have a chance of getting done, they have their own pinata to use to get these things done. And like I said, after it's all over, they're going to throw him away and blame him for everything and say, uh, you know, there's a new party uh, coming for them just trying to rebrand like they did after right. W. And, and, you know, it's a good thing, Nas, that you said that because, uh, you know, like you said, a lot of us didn't think that racism, uh, it might have been in these small pockets or even, yeah, a couple of counties and things of that nature. But what I, what I look at, <clears throat> what I look at, or at least the impression that I get, when I listen, when I don't listen, but when I hear the number of followers, people like Rush Limbaugh, Laura Ingham, Sean Hannity, uh, uh, what's another girl name? The other lady, Ann Coulter, uh, yeah. the and and the other one that used to be, and he got kicked off of uh, he got kicked off of regular TV. Uh, uh, you don't hear too much about him now. But anyway, uh, among all of those people. <clears throat> They obviously see that there's profit in being a bigot, in being a racist. Yeah. Yep. There's money to be made. Yeah. Because well, if, the if, if you look at the to, salaries during the Obama years of all of those people you just named, the amount of books they sold, the syndication deals they got for radio yeah. and TV and everything mm-hmm. else, uh, that was their greatest time. Because what? You had so much anger, racism, and uh, you know, yep. bigotry to play off on. So, yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Yep. These things have never been unpopular, but, you know, the past, you know, during the Obama years, it became a whole other thing. So, yeah, you're right, man. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's crazy. And also, I want to get your view before we, before we forget, drop this topic here. I want to get your impression about, uh, like I was telling my son the other night, that Bernie... Bernie offered this thing about people that were serving time while they are serving time should be able to vote. And I just wanted to get your view on that. Well, yeah, I'll I'll put it, I'll put it in a simple way. Uh, Would you want your country to be more democratic or less democratic? So Mm -hmm. the people who are on the worst of the worst uh, ledge of life in your society Uh, why would you deprive them of the ability to cast a vote and have a say in how things go? So to me, yeah, you should restore the vote. Uh, having a more democratic society is better, uh, not worse. And honestly, that point opens up a whole other can of worms because then people start thinking about, okay, are our incarceration rates ridiculous? Uh, what are we doing here? Uh, then you start mm-hmm. thinking about them as people uh, as opposed to just, hey, they're criminals, they deserve this, they deserve that. And at what point does our punishment system actually do anything but make things worse? You send in a criminal, he becomes a worse criminal or an abused criminal, and he comes out, and now he abuses and criminalizes even more as opposed to rehab. We claim we want a rehabilitative system, but the -hmm. things we vote for and and the way that we kind of rally up when we think somebody's done something really, really bad and needs the worst punishment ever, those have diminishing returns for the rest of us. You see what I'm saying? You know what? You know, so, uh, I'm gonna be honest, know. man. Go ahead. If I could just say something real quick, I'm gonna be honest, man. I'm glad. I'm glad you put it that way for me, because I'm gonna be honest. A couple minutes ago, I said that you know, while people <laughs> are in jail, I didn't believe that they had the right to vote. And but well, you know what? When you sit back and actually, let me just say this: when you sit back and actually think about it, even though you do bad things, you're supposed to go to these places for rehabilitation. These places are often worse. Than the places you came from, the type of living conditions you got to deal with, you know, just the, all these different crazy mentalities, and you're not really getting any help. You don't think about it from that side because it's just this painted picture as if they're a criminal, so they need to deal with it. 
So I'm glad so. you said that, man. And mm-hmm. uh, and I was I was just like my son was saying. I was kind of uh, on the fence on that one as well. However, <clears throat> what I'm looking at though is, do you as okay? So I, I don't I don't think a person a politician who's coming out and running for office or whatever is going to speak particularly to that segment of the population only because of the label that they will inherit when attempting to do so. Uh, do, do, I, you see what I'm saying, Nas? Well, look, this, this, this what I, when, when, I, when you think about it, though, and because Nas put it that way, it doesn't mean everybody that, you know, that's in that system is necessarily just looking just to be bad for the rest of their life. There are people that can, by them being able to vote, they could bring a conversation to life about the things that go on within the prison system. So now I kind of see it from a different perspective. They say, and, not, not saying that because they get a chance to vote, all of a sudden their record is going to be expunged or they're going to get out earlier than usual. No, maybe just the conditions of where they're at change. You know, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying close the door on those people. I'm not saying throw the key away and just forget about that population because I've seen personally uh, people who have who have redeemed themselves and have have have. I've seen it personally. I was I was telling my son a similar story uh, several weeks ago about an individual that I'm familiar with that have done something similar who went to prison. Who, who who served uh, so much time, but yet has risen uh, to some of the most powerful positions within the state of Pennsylvania. And uh, so people can go in, they can turn their lives around uh, and, and stuff like that. So I, I do see that, but I agree with my son, Nas, that you did by painting it the way that you painted and articulating it, the way that you articulated it, 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 it at least made, made me more receptive well, to that I, I think, idea. I think it's about how we think of punishment, though. Because to me, yeah. okay, you don't have freedom of movement and your meals are, are planned for you and you're stuck in a confined space. To me, that is the punishment. I don't think you need to add on and, and say, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to strip voting rights and things like that. And then when you start looking at where the prisons are and how that correlates with uh, how areas are gerrymandered, how voting districts are created, because now you've set aside a whole swath of a population in another city, so now this suburban area has more electoral power than another because you've removed the population. And when one group is being targeted more than the others, you can start to see how this can start to look like, you know, uh, uh, basically people scheming. In, in a way to make sure that those votes aren't counted, not because they want to punish them, but because they don't think they would vote for them. So it becomes right, for right, them. right. Let's, yeah. And, and let's yeah, be real about it. Let's be real about it. The people locked up, they're going to be just as apathetic as the average American. So some of them would, if you gave them the ability to do it, I think a huge chunk of them would do it. But then there's going to be some of them who don't do it at all, even though they have the right. chance to. But to me. Uh, the idea of you losing your voter, I, I don't think there's anything you can do to where you should be able to lose your ability to vote. It's one man, one woman, one vote. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's what Bernie was really saying, was that as a result of being a citizen, as a citizen of the United States, that that should be a right rather than a privilege. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you what, man, this is Excellent conversation, man. Nah, you got to call them more often, bro. <laughs> oh, definitely, man. Hey, when I see y'all on, you know I'm going to do it, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. We appreciate it. It was good hearing from you. We're about to go ahead and close out the show. All right, man. Y'all definitely good hearing from you. Yeah, man, you be safe. Call back anytime. Yeah, you brother. be good. Yes, sir. Will do, man. All right. Y'all be safe. Yep. All, All right. right, you too, man. Yeah, man, definitely another good conversation. Um, good talking to Nas. I'm glad he put it that way, man. It, it um it gave me a different perspective on that issue because uh, you know, I've always thought about you know 
you know, I'm a thinker, so, you know, sometimes I sit back and think about if I had an opportunity, the, the things that I would change in the world. And I've always said that, um, in my mind at least, that I think prison can be done a, a different type of way where it's not so much, it's it's not, it's a negative place because you're confined, but you're, that's on the basis of what you decided to do in most cases. It doesn't mean that it can't be a place that makes you a better person before you you go back into society. And I think we missed that opportunity. So you know, I'm glad now I put it that way because it opened my mind again, you know. Well, you know, Ron, I like I said, I was born in the South. And I remember uh, riding with my parents along the uh, – the, the road, the roads and stuff, and you see uh, members, uh, the chain gangs out working in the ditches and stuff like that. And then I've seen movies of how uh, how uh, the prisons became an, an abuse. And, and I think yeah. through prison reform, uh, prison life got better where it was supposed to do the exact thing that you were talking about. It was supposed to, rather than just release people back into the population, uh, give them some skill to so that they can earn a living once they got back into the population and so forth. And then right. it seems as if, though, prisons are reverting back because of what Nas just said. you got to think about the people that most of the people that are incarcerated, you look at that, and, and it's disproportionately people of color. So, where right. sometimes we we want to think that things are done innocently, they're not. They're not done with an idea in mind. Well, you know what? The majority of the people that's going to be impacted is this group of people. You see what I'm saying? Right. Right. And so if we if, 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 if some of our people get caught up in it, then so be it. They they just a they just a drag on the population anyway. So they don't mind throwing those people away because they see the majority is 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 one demographic over another. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh man, but yeah, man. So, um, yeah, Democrats got to gotta decide what they want to do, man. I think that it's a waste of time for, you know, people to sit here and wait for the Mueller report to come out. Um, despite how the Republicans try to spin it, it outlines plenty of information that you can use to impeach this man. You know you're going to get the impeachment through the House because you got the majority. I think you can pull some of those. I think you, you might be able to pull some of those Republicans along, too. I think... I'm going to give a benefit of the doubt there may be some with common sense out there in the House that recognize this behavior is terrible for a president. Mm-hmm. So do what you got to do. Put it on the Senate. You know the Democrats are going to vote in favor. All of them. You will hope to pull some Republicans, but you're probably not. Shoot, I don't even know if it is. Is that something that Mitch McConnell can decide to bring to the floor if you wanted to yeah. or not? I, I don't. I, bring, I, I, yeah, I don't think he'll bring it to the floor, Ron. And I yeah, think he won't bring it to the floor. Yeah, and I think uh, the sad part about it is that what are we saying then? If we allow, if we could do it in the case of Nixon, if we do it in the case of Clinton, and this guy has has just abused all types of norms and and respect for law and order, and we allow him to get away with it, then what are we saying about ourselves as a country? I mean, it's, it's not just him, man. You clearly see there are other people that need to lose their positions as well. Yep. Honestly, at this time, at this at this point in time, until until independents can, can can get their place on the on the table too, Republicans they're gonna have to fall back because you you messed it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm ready to vote Democrat at the end of the day because Republicans have done nothing to show me that they could think separately from this president. Instead, they, they dance around the subject, find some way to deflect all the time. I don't want to see that, man. But, so but you know... We got we to gotta, we gotta vote. Yeah. 
But with that said, man, you know, we down a couple seconds, so we got Yeah, we out of here, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. All right.